Hi everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the bracket analysis. I'm Prashant and I'm recording this from Toronto and with me I have Arvin who is in Bangalore. Hi Arvin. Hi Prashant. What time is it Arvin? It's quite early for you over there, isn't it's it? It's 6:30. It's 6:30 in the morning. Wow. Um, yes. It's uh, 8 p.m. for me over here and it's cold as hell. It's, it's the last few days has been insanely cold and tomorrow it's going to be minus 22 degrees celsius. Wow. We have plus 22 I think. <laughs> uh how about we how about we exchange uh, uh weathers you can take the minus 22 and i'll take the plus 22 <laughs> how we wish we could do that <laughs> how i wish but why do you wish that you want to be in a place where it's minus no i that's why i said we wish <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> speaking of which where i i guess uh, uh the weather is great in in uh, in bangkok where the uh uh Th- uh, the world tour finals is going on right now it's in bangkok isn't it yes i i don't know about the rest of them i know for sure that victor for victor it's it's a it's great weather correct <laughs> he's having correct. a great time also being so tall obviously <laughs> it's helping <laughs> so so let's let's do a recap of you know what what's sure. happening in the world tour finals um uh you know a lot of matches over the last 3 days um uh, the qualifiers obviously you know the top 8 who qualified without the japanese playing uh and without the chinese playing uh, we had uh, uh on in the men's we had the usual suspects which is victor kinting uh, uh lizi jia shrikant uh uh shao tian chen and Antonsen uh am I missing someone well basically yes. eight of these yeah eight of them yeah primary yes. ones and then among the women i think Taizu Marin Rachanok uh Sindhu Sindhu of course Wong, yes uh Ponfavi yes. Chochuong and anyone else am i missing Michelle Lee yes uh Marin yeah there's so, there's a russian girl Evgenia Kosetskaya yeah that's surprising yes. uh yes. So so one thing is it's very unclear how you know the the uh qualifications are done I couldn't really find anything obvious on the uh uh you know PWF site I saw that Marin was number 1 on the table but uh and Taizu was number 2 but the number of points between Marin and Taizu were huge that's a huge difference right I don't really know how uh you know they calculated uh, probably I'm, i'm sure you know there's a basis to this but it's just that it's not very you know public or very obvious and this this i guess is one problem with badminton right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean even even if you look at india uh bai i don't really know you know what were the tournaments that were considered for what points i'm sure there is a a, a method to all of this but as as a fan as a badminton follower i don't really know the details but if you look at you know cricket or football or any of those things it's very clear it's very clean everybody understands you know what's happening but with badminton be it at the state level or be it at the national level or even at the international level 
you don't really know what's happening and how the various uh, selections happen how the various tournaments you know happen and so on isn't it right uh, there is in bwf website there is uh, a link for rankings and rankings explained of course mm-hmm. like you said you have to go through a lot of uh, you know clicks it's not very easy to access it even for me uh, i i found it a little tough to get access to it but there is a link which says ranking and ranking explained if you like go through that uh, it's it's explained clearly and there like you said there is some method it just can't be but uh, it is not very clear like you said it's not very easily uh, you know uh, get uh, to get into it it's not so easy you got to go through a few you know links and right. then it's in a yeah. pdf format and uh, you can go through it yeah i wish it was something like you know i would click a link and it would tell yes. me for example the world tour finals what right. were all the tournaments that were considered for Correct. the world tour finals qualification and how many points did they get like i want to be able to get that instantly you know without yeah. having to just take pwf's word for it i mean of course they're, they're not wrong but it would be kind of nice to know right uh, yeah 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 in sports as as entertaining as sport is the biggest thing is for fans it's all about statistics you know be it cricket or basketball you know fans get off on talking about statistics and if those statistics are you know a buried and very obscure it becomes extremely difficult to uh uh you know make it entertaining or for people to talk about it isn't it yes yes you're right absolutely right okay now that i've got my customary uh you know uh, complaining about uh, <laughs> badminton politics out of the way <laughs> let's get down to talking about the yeah the, uh, you know game itself and about the sport so uh uh the usual suspects qualified right i mean yes uh, marin taizu uh uh and uh, ansi young the surprise right. of course is phone pavi chochuong i yes. uh, uh, kind of expected uh, rachanok to qualify instead of right. her but uh, uh, that was very surprising isn't it it was very su- it is rather very surprising because uh, also sindhu beat her right sindhu beat her straight sets yes yeah, sindhu beat her straight and uh, sad for us indians because uh, i think if sindhu would have got one more win either with uh, rachanok or uh, thaizu uh, i know it would have been tough it's tough for sindhu at the moment um, considering that she's little unfit but that matters at that level um, if she had won one more match then she would have been through and uh, same is the case with shrikant uh, two matches on 19 he lost in the third and uh, if he had won those two also he would have qualified so both would be feeling a little sad about this whole thing but surprising element is is the is pon pavi definitely uh, abbot uh, so we saw her matches right and um, she's extremely stable in her legs her body is very stable uh, the way she played thaizu and the way she was reading her strokes was amazing for me mm-hmm. uh, even someone like sindhu um, uh, whenever she plays thaizu i think they've played a million times now each other and uh, even now uh, thaizu can put sindhu in the wrong foot very often Uh, with her uh, shots with her trickery but uh, ponpavi was just moving exactly uh, you know where where taizu was going to hit yeah 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 very surprising uh, i don't know how she managed to do that uh, taizu has a lot to uh, you know uh, do against this girl 
here's my take on this i don't think right. it's bone pawi as much yeah. as taizu and and hear me out it's not because sure. i like taizu <laughs> but right. but uh, uh compared to what taizu was playing during all england to now mm-hmm. definitely she's slower she's moving mm. way, she's moving slower she's not getting to the shuttle fast enough and if you yeah. look at the number of times she was caught on the wrong foot when she played against ponpawi right. it's not like ponpawi was you know deceptive or something like that but taizu is rushing into her strokes probably she was guessing instead of you know waiting for the shuttle she was not really watching the shuttle she kind of and she anticipated and in uh, she was trying to anticipate the shuttle and in mm-hmm. many instances she was anticipating it wrong right. now my conclusion when you when at that level you try to anticipate so much and get it so wrong is that you're probably not fit if you are fit then it doesn't matter where the shuttle is going to come you are going to go take it but if if you're trying to anticipate every shot it means you're sort of trying to rush into it and you know uh, uh, your pos- and and that's probably why she was getting it wrong so many times and right uh, uh, also she felt it felt like she was you know very very slow right uh, makes sense um little slow yes um, definitely a, a touch slower than what taizu can uh, move uh, but uh, i'm more impressed with the way pun uh, pawi is moving actually uh, rather than uh, you know the other way uh, see taizu yes you you got that spot on actually she is definitely doing more anticipation and when you're physically uh, unsure of your fitness then you have to rely on your anticipation right but uh, after the shot has come from taizu's end taizu is very uh, tricky right you don't know where the shuttle will go so you are always as as uh, as an opponent to taizu you you always are moving two two times you're taking double steps most of the time but with uh, ponpavi she wasn't uh, that was the surprising part for me she wasn't right. she was just ready stable and moving one single time whenever most of the time when taizu was playing uh but if you see um some of the others playing against taizu uh you see the double movement happening quite often i mean not every shot but very often taizu is trying to uh put the opponent on uh, off balance they are not balanced uh, whereas ponpavi was showing a great amount of stability and balance from the middle of the court right so so uh, you know this is a great opportunity to probably get a little technical uh, special specifically on this uh, when you get i mean when you get to the shuttle really early there is a range of strokes that you can play right right when you get to the shuttle a little late the number of strokes that you can number of shots that you can play uh, reduce uh, dramatically right so yes. do you think it's possible that ponpawi again not to take away anything from her it was great that she you know won do you think that she could predict better because taizu was getting to the shuttle much later than she should have yes. and therefore yes. the number of shots she could have played were way lesser yes yes that's right that's right okay you're right you're so, right okay. you know having said that i don't know if you observed when ponpawi mm-hmm. finished uh, uh, you know this is classic of the thai uh mm-hmm. and you know even taizu and even the japanese when they finish the match they bow right they bow right. and you know to the audience and everyone and i noticed that ponpawi was so excited having won this match against taizu that mm-hmm. uh uh when she uh, when she bowed she bowed really low to taizu mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know I, i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it but i noticed how she was bowing to you know the referee and you know uh, the other directions but when she bowed towards time she bowed mm-hmm. really really low and i thought mm-hmm. that was you know very very respectful uh, very respectful it was almost mm-hmm. like you know how during pbl we saw when gayatri won the first set against taizu and she right. finished uh, the match and you know she was going to the dressing room you noticed that she had tears in her eyes because right not only did she get an opportunity to play against her idol uh, but you know to have one one set was so such a uh, you know moment to treasure isn't it yeah 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 sure taizu is a uh, player uh, who first of all deserves that kind of respect she is unbelievable right. Uh, right. but at the same time uh, opponents um, uh, giving that respect is amazing actually it's good yeah. it's good to see that yeah she commands that respect so uh, yeah yes. I, i found that very uh, i found that a very uh, you know a great and sport taizu is a, also very smiling the she'll smile at everyone her team is quite simple we have seen her team right right uh, so i think it also makes the opponent feel that way against her sometimes if you are too arrogant you might be the best in the world Uh, but if you come across as arrogant you don't smile you just i mean uh, it's not necessary to smile at everyone right but taizu is is that kind of girl uh, her team is that kind they talk to everyone they smile very cheerful even in the court uh, no drama too much uh, very respectful taizu herself so i think that's where you know the respect comes come to her also not just because she's a wonderful player she's very good with her shots um, it's just simply because her uh, her uh, body uh, body language is like that right and her personality of course yes yeah. yes so so pon pawi into the uh, uh semis uh a little bit surprising today modern losing to ansi young uh in three sets but at the same time great that ansi young fought back in you know one against modern i think this is the second time in the last couple of years that i've seen ansi young beat uh, uh modern oh yes Yes. So this could also be uh, uh, because Ansi Young is young. She's she's actually a very fit player. She likes to run, and uh, for all you know, Marin after having qualified, uh, she must have thought, okay, let me just use this opportunity to run a bit, but not to get so exhausted that I can't wake up tomorrow. You know. So, right. Uh, it yeah, could I also mean, be the case. Yeah. Think about it. Marin has won twenty matches straight. Right. You know, she's right. won the last two tournaments. Makes sense. That's. that's uh, Uh, well, not twenty. That's last two tournaments is twelve matches, and then another two over here. That's fourteen matches in a right. row, playing yes. against some of the Could best be, players yes. in the world. Could be uh, some strategy to conserve energy, which is okay at that level. And it's it's league. They've kept it as a league format just so that you can do that. You know, right? It's right. not a knockout. Yeah. Yeah. So so Taizu got back today I think she was a lot more determined uh, to win uh, yeah. uh, she fought for every single point against Rochnor and I think right. the, even though she lost the first set 23-25 she right. won the next two sets and I think the third one she won 21-9 just nice show yes. either Taizu was really fit and determined or Rochnor was you know just not fit enough to you know continue three sets and she probably was like yes after fit. after having uh, gone down six points in the third uh, rachana could have just given up in fact uh, she is that kind of a girl she, i think she'll fight when things are going well and you know uh, if it's gone completely then she will be like okay it's enough i can't do this anymore yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah coming to the men's uh, victor again 
he just yeah. never ceases to amaze me i mean it's incredible uh, I, i was just looking back at some statistics and victor has won uh, at least you know since all england this is his, he's won 21 matches in a row yeah. i mean like that's incredible isn't it yes uh, absolutely to win 21 mm-hmm. matches in a row is definitely incredible and more incredible is he has won the last two tournaments uh, in thailand of course and then to continue winning uh, even in the league stage and uh, you know even he could have rested a bit in the third match uh, yesterday against uh, chao tian shen but he did not you know he went uh, all out and he gave him single digit scores which is uh, unbelievable uh, it shows great character from victor um, i think he's very focused at the moment uh, must be doing all the right things uh, so boring to do all these things you know staying in the room not venturing out uh, no crowd in the hall i mean you can talk so many uh, negative things about it but i think uh, victor is a kind of guy who finds positivity in everything and uh, looks like he's doing the right things and uh, just coming out you know really really good so arun i want to ask you something about this and i think uh, you know a lot of us sort of take this for granted we think that you know players train and therefore they should play and they should yeah. you know win all the time but I mean, let's just talk about Victor for a moment. He won All England, and after that, you know, COVID hit, and every like none of the players could train, no matches. You know, it's obviously very depressing. It's disappointing because there are no tournaments. You can't train. You don't know what you're training for. There's no predictability even with your training. You know, lockdowns, no lockdowns. You know, all sorts of excuses. Right? I mean, these are all the realities. I I wouldn't even say excuses. Okay. But look at Victor. Mm-hmm. So he, Denmark was, you know, it's, it's not like Denmark was like New Zealand or something where there was no COVID, right? Denmark also went through, uh, you know, the usual uh, kind of things that pretty much all the countries went through. This is one. Victor uh, had a surgery. Uh, he mm-hmm. had an ankle surgery, and most recently he had a, a, a baby. baby. Yes, right. So. If if you were to look at it, three major changes in Victor's life: COVID, which everybody went through; uh, surgery, which not all the players went through; and you know, having a baby. You know, momentous uh, uh, occasion in your life. Mm-hmm. And Victor comes and he wins 21 matches in a row. And the one thing that I noticed about Victor when he was playing all these games is he seemed to be absolutely thoroughly enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. you know uh i i saw this uh, match against ginting where ginting played a stroke and victor uh you know uh, reacted uh, you know sooner than he would normally have and you know uh he couldn't take that shot and he actually you know instinctively uh and very spontaneously told uh ginting very loud on the court very nice he said mm-hmm. very nice and you know i i feel like you have to be a very secure and confident player uh, you have to feel very you know positive and confident about yourself to actually praise an opponent uh, you know on court during a game isn't it mm. yes yes exactly exactly i totally uh, agree with you and uh, victor is very confident at the moment his body language is is like that the way he's playing is like that and uh, if he can appreciate a player's 
shot even before it has landed he's okay with losing that point he's he's like okay you hit a good shot you I, i appreciate it but i'm not going to give anything away after that you know yeah that kind of yeah. an attitude yeah and and truly he did that he truly yes. did that he didn't give anything to getting he got yeah. him in the next set very easily and at lizzy gia i mean lizzy gia is like number 10 in the world and in the second set that he played uh, lizzy gia he beat him 21-4 mm-hmm. i mean he he is ruthless he's he's merciless yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it, uh, when it, like if he gets a chance he's going to take that point he's not going to slack off he's not going to be like you know what i got this game you know and and i think that's the mark of a true champion isn't it right yes yes absolutely when you can finish you finish yes. you, you don't absolutely. fool around yes absolutely that's phenomenal yeah i mean yeah. i uh, i'm in awe of victor's professionalism and, mm-hmm. and i can i i i think there's a lesson to uh learn uh for pretty much every badminton player uh looking at how victor approaches uh playing uh, his 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 attitude towards playing and training and everything else um talking about uh uh, uh murin and uh, the rest of the folks uh i want to you know present a corollary to what uh you know on the one side you have victor who is doing phenomenally well so focused not wanting to give away any point thoroughly enjoying himself on the court and on the other side you have you know uh uh people crumbling right even the guys uh, and the girls who are winning they are struggling they are not doing it as gracefully and i want to talk about how you know uh, uh, difficult this entire thing is you know when uh, taizu played ponpawi she looked like she didn't want to be on court you know mm. you can call it you know maybe she was tired maybe she was not fit or whatever but playing in the same place for 3 weeks eating the same food being in a bubble constantly worried about you know whether you're going to uh, test positive for covid do tests every 3 weeks it must be so difficult and mentally exhausting isn't it yes it definitely is you know uh, badminton circuit is such that uh, you are, you you go every week after a tournament you go to a new venue you get to see new people you talk to people i mean sport is in general like that but this is a new normal now you know you have to be in your room get tested every single day uh, not go out get, uh, eat food that is delivered on your uh, doorsteps i think it's very very tough but uh, when when Not to things there's no audience yes there's no audience also but um, i think uh, people like victor uh, really stand out in this uh, when when the going gets tough the tough gets going right so right. so uh, victor definitely stands out but i mean um, it's okay with the girls um, maybe they're uh, using this uh, league opportunity to uh, relax a bit because everyone knows the semi stage is important and uh, marin for example has already qualified even before she played her uh, last match against uh, ansiyong so maybe she relaxed a bit just uh, you know uh, played around a little bit not to get too exhausted imagine if marin was to uh, go all out in this match which is inconsequential for her you know to come to the semis or uh, doesn't matter whether she wins or loses she is in the semis and then she loses all steam or for example ends up getting cramped or, uh, or uh, some small injury a niggle some small tear then that would be very frustrating because winning the tournament for them is everything right 
not just to prove a point on one particular day uh, so i think she uh, they, they they were smart enough to do that uh, uh, that's okay i i feel at that level uh, just being smart because see even victor right he's given everyone single digits but if it would have gone to three games and the opponents would have pulled then i think even victor would have reacted the same way would have just yeah, said hey yeah strategic about it yes yes but he's going all out and then he's easily winning the matches and uh, that's it and that feeling is always good uh, to win a match but then if if the match is uh, doesn't matter what happens to the match and you're still in the semis and then you still want to prove a point by playing long 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 rallies and you know potentially getting injured or cramped then uh, that's not a good not a very yeah. smart thing no exactly yeah. not. but uh, also also thaizu right um, maybe she she thought uh, with she she kind of had figured out uh, these two players right sindhu and uh, rachanok uh, in the previous right. two tournaments so she's pretty sure she'll get two wins in her under a belt then uh, maybe with ponpavi she relaxed a bit and then she was surprised with the way ponpavi uh, moved and counter attacked her shots and then she must have been like okay i think i made some strategic mistakes let it go but i know i'm surely going to be in the semis right well yeah. I'm, i'm glad that that it worked out that way <laughs> yes Because yes uh, cutting it close is very confident actually she's a very confident girl uh, even when the chips are down she somehow backs herself to win matches uh, she has that attitude and uh, yeah i think that's the, the thinking yes so uh What, what are your predictions for uh, uh, you know the semis? I, I uh, Taizu plays uh, uh, and see. Yes, I think Mar- I think Taizu and Marin will again come to the final, and okay. uh, in the men's for sure it's the it's the Danes who will. I mean, not for sure. Uh, my predictions are that the Danes will be in the final. Oh, uh, you think Antonsen will beat uh, yes. Wangzuwei? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I I want to bet on Wangzuwei uh, against Antonsen. Uh, and I may and and you know I I don't know maybe Chauty and Chen has a surprise in store for us, Victor. Uh, yeah. Well, so uh, there is always a chance. Uh, there's no doubt because he's also former world number one. He's around, but with the way things are going, uh, especially the way it went yesterday, from getting ten uh, and fourteen was it uh, against Victor? Yeah. And then very... and then and then to win now tomorrow is is going to be tough. It's still a, according to me, it's still a forty-sixty chance. I mean, sixty-forty-four Victor in favor of Victor. Sixty-forty-four Victor. Okay. Yes. But okay. Uh, and also the Antonsen match. According to me, I think it's a sixty-forty to Antonsen. But you're right. Uh, uh, Antonsen is not. He's definitely a great player, but uh, not at the levels of the top guys who who, you know, he's he's a he's a hard worker. He will give the best in a match. and uh, that's that's antonson but uh, the level that victor or a momota or a chen long uh, plays antonson is still not reached that uh, he's only yet. 23 he's got yes. a long way he'll, he'll, yeah that's true but a very hard worker and uh, i think that will put him ahead of wang uh, zuwei today okay but i i, I still think it will be victor and wang zuwei good uh, it's, but we'll yes. see And yes, it's good to have diverse uh, nationalities over there nationalities. in the finals. Yeah. yeah, it always <laughs> makes a good uh, viewing. Uh, yeah. So, in that sense, yes, I would also root for the uh, Taipei guy. Right. 
and I think on the uh, women's, I I feel like it's going to be uh, of course Taizu and uh, Marin, even though you never. But know, the funny part will be if on the uh, on the men's side, if both the Taipei guys come to the finals. <laughs> yeah, the champion Jenner Maxime comes to the finals, yeah, and Victor and Antonsen can <laughs> finally. You know. And and if it'll also be good if Pornpawi Chochuong and Anse Young come to the finals, you know, oh, yeah. uh, that would be it, crazy. Be great to see the undercards yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Um, uh, so on the on the positive side a uh, good uh, small positive for india uh, with uh, sindhu winning one match getting back to winning ways i feel like that was a good thing it gave her confidence a bit of good uh, and shrikant even though he lost all three matches i i think he played quite well went But, three setters and all yeah. so at least his fitness is looking good yes and uh, uh uh you know i know winning is very very important but i'm sure you know he's he's playing well and i think sure. uh if he just continues to believe in himself and take deeper uh he will win and that with that winning his confidence is going to go up as well correct uh so arun uh as a tip of the episode so to speak mm-hmm. um you know uh we, we talked about how it is so important to enjoy whatever you're doing in order to be successful right. and i want to sort of make that the theme the central theme of this this episode can you uh, you know from your experience give uh, you know your thoughts on uh, why chasing after why why not why necessarily you know working hard or uh, uh well why working hard is not necessarily you know the only thing uh to you know be successful i i believe that you have to learn to enjoy you have to learn to focus yes. but there has to be some sort of a balance between the both and if you are unable to do that uh you know you're not going to be successful i see a lot of uh uh you know uh younger uh kids who are taking up the sport uh you know putting a lot of pressure on themselves to succeed without giving the necessary amount of time to steep into the whole sport uh you know i know it is a long-winded question but you know what i mean yes yes <laughs> i know so so uh, see uh, hard work at the moment uh, when we were playing right we used to totally win matches just because we worked hard uh, we did not be smart about it we just had to put in the hours we had to just work hard in the in the traditional way right and you could actually get some good results at the top level but in this current scenario all the players who play let's say the top 250 players in the world are hard working they are definitely hard working but somebody who can be smart and hard uh, smart in their hard work are the ones who are in the top 50 i would say now to work smartly you need to enjoy you need to think you know and i think that clever hard work will come only if you can enjoy the hard work that you do and uh, without which you can't be smart you you know what i mean right uh, You, yeah you can't rush the result basically yeah you i mean and, if you try to rush the result you're not going to yeah, get it you you can't come into the training session saying hey i'll just do what the coach tells me to do and i'll work very hard 
and i won't think i'll shut off i'll shut my mind off and i'll just work hard no that doesn't work at this uh, current uh, situation the current competitiveness that we have in any sport right so you need right. to work very clever very very smart in your hard work you have to put in the hard work you have to put in the hours you have to put in everything that is required at the same time very very clever about it and i think the cleverness and uh, smartness will come only if you enjoy it and uh, enjoy doesn't mean having fun or fooling around sometimes the kids uh, uh, don't understand the concept of enjoying they think enjoying means to laugh to play fancy shots to to know you know miss session to fool around uh, sometimes even <laughs> potentially teasing the coaches you know some of the kids actually i have seen uh, behind the back are teasing the coaches uh, we have had this incident even in our academy a few years ago where i caught the player and i asked him what are you doing why are you teasing the coach and they are saying sir we are just having fun now they got confused between having fun and enjoying you know uh, they don't know the difference but very hard to uh, understand that concept uh, that comes with a lot of maturity but it's important to get that spot on that they enjoy what they do and once that uh, clarity is there then the the brain starts to work according to the the required hard work uh and that is that's what that's where the results start coming for example victor i'm sure he's enjoying something inside his room maybe talking to his kid regularly uh and then you know inside the room they just have a few dumbbells they have a swiss ball uh they they have parabands but you need to be smart and clever to design exercises and uh, simulate exercises of what will happen in a badminton court or what you would do in the gym right inside a small uh, 100 square uh, room and how do you do that how do you be clever about it how do you be smart about this he has to work hard he has to put in the hours of training but if he's not enjoying it and if he's just complaining hey my room is so small there's no air here i'm in some remote uh, country 3 uh, weeks no audience i have a baby at home i feel like going there then he's not enjoying his stuff and then he can't be clever about uh, the uh, the the work that he has to do and then there is no purpose to the whole thing i'm sure yeah you know, that's yeah and and that's very interesting that's where you know I, that I, whole enjoy enjoy thing comes in your hard work right i think finding that right balance between intensity staying motivated working hard and finding joy right. in you know doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah. is what eventually leads you to become successful uh, i i and i know it's it's an easier said than done and i'm probably you know being very philosophical at the stage but but uh, that's the truth yes. and you know if you get it you get it yeah. and if you don't get it you don't get it yeah. <laughs> you know does i mean you can you can talk about it all day long but at the end of the day you know somebody who gets it gets it correct somebody who doesn't get it will never get it correct you know uh, uh i i i believe uh, uh you know i'm, I'm uh, going to wrap this call up with uh, you know one uh, thing that martin frost said which i found very profound he said players work very very hard they do a lot of hard work mm. but the ones who truly succeed are the ones who want to improve they work hard at improving themselves right most of the players where they get it wrong is they go and work hard they think you know i'm going to work 4 hours 
uh, I'm going to play four hours. I'm going to stretch an hour. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to sleep. You know, all of this is hard work. Mm-hmm. But you can't just do hard work and expect to get success. You have to do the hard work with an intention to improve. You have to ask yourself, what can I do different? What what should I learn? How can I become a better player? these kind of questions are the ones that will motivate you and spur you to work and do the necessary things to do the right things but to ask yourself those questions you need to be in the right frame of mind you need to know and i feel like the players who have truly achieved success are the ones who ask themselves those questions and you can see it you know tournament after tournament season after season they come back reinvent themselves you know right they learn new strokes they take a new approach to playing uh they are able to break out of you know defeat uh, like consistently if they are losing to a player they are immediately able to break out of that thing but the only way they are able to do it is when they improve themselves when they work on improving themselves correct and i feel like most people most people don't get it they confuse hard work with you know with with doing everything and it's frustrating when you work hard and you don't get the results but i think the question should be what can i do to improve and hard work alone is not the answer right yes uh i know that was very philosophical and very deep <laughs> uh so arvind thank you so much let's uh, uh you know uh talk again uh about uh, the semis and the finals uh Uh, very excited to see what's going to happen and this was even though a long episode it was definitely you know uh, uh, a very insightful a good one yes yeah yeah sure thank you prashant thank you thanks everyone for listening in uh let us know what you guys think we're excited to you know uh get your feedback always listening for feedback uh and uh, we'll see you again real soon bye